Welcome back to the Ice Bath Sports Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. And uh, week 10 is in the books. Um, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Uh, again, recording us on Monday. We still have the Monday night game of Buffalo at Denver to be played out, but this episode will go on Tuesday. Um, but, I mean, week 10, uh, again, another great week, interesting week. Um, started out with the – well, Thursday night football started out, but uh, Sunday started out with a uh, – Germany game at 9.30 a.m. Yeah, um, I was not waking up to watch that. I was getting my extra sleep in. Uh, I I watched uh, the end of it. I was busy to, for the, the first half. But, um, I mean, if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything. Uh, yeah. It was final score of 10-6. to 6. The Pats lost to Indy. Um, you know, Mac Jones threw that late interception. Ended up getting benched for Zappi because of it. Uh, Patriots were driving. I mean, they were down... 10-6, driving down the field, and um, yeah, Mac Jones, they were probably 15 yards out from the end zone, and Jones throws it right to the defender, uh, it's picked off, and you know, that was that, uh, and like for the final two minutes, Zappi came in, um, I mean, uh, what does this mean for New England going forward? I don't know, I mean, you, you mentioned it before we started recording, uh, Zappi's probably their guy for the rest yeah, of the season, Yeah, I think right? that benching was probably permanent, and um I, I don't know. Mac Jones is cooked. He's done. I don't think he's I don't think he's got it. And I don't think he's the answer moving forward for the Patriots. Um you have to move on. Uh this this season's a wash. I think your playoff chances are out the window now. Um not that they were really there before this game, <laughs> but I think you ride with Zappy the rest of the season. See if you have anything, which I don't know. I mean you, you tested him out last year. He had some games where he looked pretty good, had some games where he looked really bad. So I, I think the Patriots have to focus on just getting through this season, figuring out what you have in some of these offensive players, whether that's Pop Douglas, who's actually looked pretty good, um, and just move on and draft your quarterback. I think this is the position you're in now. And listen, I they're both sides of the ball, they're a mess. They just caught Jack Jones, who's been pretty bad. Um, almost the entire, was it the 2020 draft class, is off the team or 2021 maybe they drafted Cole Strange I think it was 21 that's 22 or is it 22 yeah that was last year yeah yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Strangers, so yeah. that entire draft class is pretty much off the roster outside of um, Jonathan Strange. Jones Marcus Jones they have so many Jones Mar- I think Marcus Jones is the good think one Marcus Jones you, whoever's on IR yeah. um, I mean outside of that you have nothing Cole Strange is a starter for you guys okay cool you I don't know. This team's in a weird position, and they're not in a good position. Yeah, um, I don't know, and especially with we talked about this before. Bill Belichick over this offseason getting a, a massive contract, quote unquote. Um, you know, he's Belichick's not going anywhere. So you you got to kind of if if you're the Patriots, you're Robert Kraft. You got to you know trust the process, I guess. But so far, it has not worked. Yeah, one of my um, friends who's a Pats fan, he just said. Uh, he said something which is actually pretty pretty spot on. It's that Bill the GM screwed over Bill the coach. Yeah. And his decision-making in the off-seasons since he's been the GM have not been good. Um, and he's kind of set himself up for failure. So, yeah. I mean, he has nobody to blame but himself. He hasn't built the team around him. Um, and now you have a big question mark at quarterback. Yeah, I, I think that's you know part of the reason Mac Jones has struggled – um, 
you know, so far, I mean, the offensive line's been hurt, like, all season. Yeah. In and out. Um, and his best weapon was Kendrick Bourne, right? And, yeah. And he got hurt. And now, you know, he has a bunch of, like, day three pick receivers that he's thrown to, really. I mean, they just got Juju Smith-Schuster back, but he had, what, one catch yesterday? So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, I don't think Mac Jones has been put in the situation to succeed. I've said it time and time again. If you had put him in, you know, a Kyle Shanahan-type system, you know, he'd be looking like how Brock Purdy looks. I still don't understand the Juju over Jacoby Myers decision for them. Yeah. The same exact contract. Uh, Juju's done nothing, and Jacoby Myers is playing pretty well. And I think this offense is a lot different if you have Jacoby Myers in there over Juju. Um, Maybe they're not, you know, a a top 15 offense, but I think the offense is much better if you have a guy like Jacoby Myers in that offense. Yeah, well, also going back to the the cold quarterback situation, if you look at, like, even in the Brady era of the Patriots – they never really had, you know, the most talented quarterbacks in that, that room. I mean, yeah, they, they ended up having guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. But for how many of those were there, like, the Matt Castles, you know? Yeah. Like the, um, uh, what's his name there? Um, I'm blanking, but the, he was the mobile guy. The, uh, He was, like, the the first, like, scrambling quarterback they they drafted. I'm blanking on his name. Anyway, it's not important. Um but they've had a lot of quarterbacks, is what I'm saying, that haven't panned out. And so it's it's like, you know, maybe Bill Belichick got lucky with the one with Tom Brady, and maybe he's just not good at evaluating young quarterback talent. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but you they were also never in a position where you had, I mean, outside of Mac Jones, where you had to draft a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Um, when you have a guy like Brady, you don't have to worry about that. You worry right. about getting somebody that is a serviceable backup. Mm-hmm. And I think they had that. I mean, they showed that. Matt Castle had a really good season when he came in for Brady. Um, oh, what? My computer just went crazy. Um, but, I mean, now you're in a position where you're going to be picking top 10, probably top 5. Right. And you're going to need to make a decision here and take a quarterback for the future because it's not Mac Jones. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. I agree 100%. But you still do have Mac Jones on this rookie, rookie deal. Um, I mean, you might still be able to get something out of him trade trade wise. Um, but speaking of quarterbacks that have panned out, uh, CJ Stroud, we talked about him last week after that monster performance, but he followed up his historic game with a win over the Bengals, which yeah. was, is not easy to do, especially with the Bengals. I did pick that. I do have to say you're right. You're right with the, um, the, I mean the week 10 Bengals, uh, up until this point, like they've looked really hot the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, um, so I think this was an impressive win. He didn't have, like, the best stats. He was 23 of 39, 356 yards passing, a touchdown, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. So he wasn't horrible, but, um, you know, he still won the game. On the year, Stroud is uh, a 61.6 completion percentage, 2,626 yards passing, which is second in the league, and 15 touchdowns to two interceptions. He's been good. He, he, yeah, he's I been mean, really good. he's been really good. I think he enters the MVP conversation yep. after this week. Um, I mean, he's taken a, a Texans team that you know a lot of people weren't thinking were going to win five games. I don't so, think anybody th- was thinking they were going to win probably more than three. I right, mean, like they were probably going to be a bottom three team, and yeah. now they're five and four in a game out of first. Right, so 
Like, I, playoffs are a real possibility for this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think even, you know, the Houston Texans management saw this quick of a turnover coming. You know, I mean... Yeah, and I, I also think barring a huge collapse, I think D'Amico Ryans has already secured Coach of the Year. Like, there's no way he doesn't win it if he continues somewhat on this pace. Yeah, I think he's definitely up there. Um, He's got to be one of the top candidates, but, I mean, man, Stroud... Stroud has looked really good. He throws that thing on a string. Um, I just, I, I'm at a loss for words with how impressive he's been as a rookie. Yeah, uh, he's been very impressive. Tank Dell's been very impressive as yep. a rookie. Nico Collins has taken a big leap. Um, Noah Brown finding himself. We'll talk about him later. Uh, yeah, this team's fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball, to think that the defensive side of the ball – hasn't even played like the best of their abilities yet. You know, Will Anderson is still trying to come in his own a little bit. Um, and I mean, and, and he has a pretty, pretty good uh, pressure rate from what I've seen. Uh, but the, yeah, this, this Texans team, like you said, they're fun to watch and they're going to be good for a very long time. If they yeah. keep, keep Stroud. Um, Pittsburgh, uh, a, another team that, uh, I mean, they're what, six and three. They're, they have a, a decent record, but they are last year's Vikings. Yeah, I. That's actually a great comparison. Yeah, I mean they defeated Green Bay twenty three to nineteen, but um, I think yeah you said it before the episode they have a negative twenty six differential in the season. Yeah, um, yeah, they're. And, and I, I don't know how they're six and three. Um, I don't think I, I don't think they know how they're six and three, but they're finding ways to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. This game, they relied heavy on the ground game. I believe Najee had 85 yards. Warren went over 100. They both scored. Um, Pickett was pretty bad. George Pickens is kind of quiet right now, and it's because of Pickett. Um, yeah, yeah. Pickens hasn't done anything. But again, like you said, Pickett hasn't. You know, he's been lackluster at best. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's hard. I mean. Is it a Matt Canada issue still? Oh, 100%. Or, or I mean, is Kenny Pickett really just not that great of a, a quarterback? I mean, he was he was the best quarterback in his draft class in 2022 Well, going into the draft. I mean, yeah. nobody knew Brock Purdy was going to be what Brock Purdy is. Well, um, Brock Purdy's only what he is because he's in the system that That, he is. that too. Um, so, I mean, but just because he was coming out as the best quarterback, I feel like Pitt was pressured into taking him, not because they liked – you know, his intangibles, but more so of, oh, he's the best available. We got to take him, not that he's a good quarterback. I mean, it was also like the weakest quarterback class in years. Yeah. Um, And I think they were, I mean, they were in a position where they kind of had to. Mm -hmm. I mean, they brought in Mitch Trubisky, but I don't think you wanted, I I think you wanted to try to find something long-term. Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to be a long-term answer. Yeah. And so, I mean, you go out and get the rookie, you bring in Pickett, you bring in the Pittsburgh guy. And I, it just hasn't worked out, and that's what it comes down to. And they're also in the position where they're winning too many games. They're not going to be in a spot where they could take one of the top quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But you get a guy down in the late first round, second round, where you have a guy like Shador Sanders. You have a guy like K.J. Jefferson, uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, even Michael Penix Jr. could be in that range. Like they, This is the year where I think – the problem is, you're, like, they may be a playoff team. The mm-hmm. AFC is so stacked, so it, that too. You don't really know. I mean, you you right here is picking to get exposed soon. 
who knows? Maybe they do get exposed. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's going to find a way to go at above over 500. So this is going to be a 9-8 and eight team, probably. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to catch up to them. They're not scoring enough points. And, yeah, they have a great defense, but you can only rely on them so much. Um, the offense just isn't good enough. And they're going to lose some of these close games going down the stretch. It, it's not going to continue. It's just how it works in the NFL. Um, but you're going to be in the position where if you miss the playoffs or even if you make the playoffs, you're going to have to make that decision at quarterback. Right, right. I mean, especially, you know, Pickett, I, I wrote down here, he threw for 126 yards against Green Bay. Yeah. In today's NFL, it is very, very, very difficult to be passing for under 150 yards in a game and still win that game. Yeah. I mean, that is, if that doesn't scream the defense is carrying this team, I don't know what does. Defense is carrying. I would like to say, though, that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are looking very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're running behind an O-line that we've talked about all year, that going into the season, very improved on paper. They've been kind of shaky yeah. um, for the most part. But, I mean, they're opening up some holes now. Najee Harris is looking more explosive week by week. Right. And Jalen Warren has shown he's a great complimentary back. I mean, they combined for over 180 yards, two scores on the ground. And if you could rely on the run game and defense, you're going to have a good chance to win games. The problem is when these teams could just start stacking the box because they don't respect Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. then you're going to have issues moving the ball on offense. Right, and, and when you start to get to – you know, playing teams like Kansas City or Cincinnati, where they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be a a, a high powered offense you're facing. They they don't, don't have the offense to keep up. Yeah, you don't have the offensive firepower to exactly keep up with that and match them on on the offense. So I think that's why I think they will get exposed soon. Um, another thing to talk about uh, is Kyler Murray is finally back. He returned. Yeah. Um, he tore his ACL last season. He's finally took him, you know, ten weeks into this year to finally play. But he's back, and the Cardinals won in his they return. Did. Uh, I mean, Murray didn't really light up the stat sheet. He was nineteen to thirty-two with two hundred forty-nine passing um, and interception, but he did carry the ball uh, six times for thirty-three yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, I mean, again, didn't light up the stat sheet, but they won the game. And yeah. if that was uh, clean tune in there. I don't. I don't think that's the same result. No, they probably lose the game if it's clean tune in there. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think Kyler's going to provide the necessary spark that Arizona needs and has been lacking. Yeah, I, th- I think the six carries really stands out to me. Um, he's clearly being careful with that leg. Mm-hmm. If this were a game last year, you throw that this exact team around him right now into a game last year, he probably runs the ball at least fifteen times in that game. Right. Um. He's relying more on his arm, which he needs to. Uh, big game from Trey McBride. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, no McBride. McBride. Um, he was definitely Murray's security blanket. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had, he had uh, what ten eight, catches? Eight for one thirty-one. Oh, eight. Okay, yeah. Um, but I mean, going over a hundred yards as a tight end—it's not something you, you see a lot of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and McBride had had some flashes. He's a big body. He's. Um, Definitely always been seen as more of a receiving threat, but it took him a little while. He was always overshadowed by by Ertz. Exactly, yeah. But now without Ertz being there, um, you know, due to injury, McBride's shown out. So, shout out McBride. 
Um, how about the the Lions, man? That offense is really good. Yeah, I mean, they had uh, a huge offensive explosion of a game uh, where they won 41-38 over the Chargers. Yeah. Goff was 23-33 with 333 yards and two touchdowns passing. No turnovers. Lots of threes in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Montgomery and Gibbs went off. Yeah, DeMont had 12 for 116, and the score broke off a huge 76, Five, four, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yard run. Um, Jameer Gibbs had 14 carries, 77 yards, two touchdowns, caught three passes for 35. And Sun God, eight catches, 156, and a touchdown. Um, he's a top 10 receiver in the league. This offense really good. Really fun team to watch. And I honestly say they're they're probably a top three team in the NFC right now. I agree. Yeah, I think you got to put them up there with the Niners and the Eagles. Yeah, Niners, I mean, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. The Lions had that bad loss to Baltimore this year. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, they've, they've been impressive. Yeah. Uh, and now with Dave Montgomery back. Yeah. I mean, th- that's got to be one of the best tandems right now in the league. Oh, 100%. If not the best. I mean, Gibbs, finally, they've started utilizing him correctly. Yeah. and Well, and just utilizing him in general. And they've seen the production he provides. Um, and And... I mean, Montgomery has had a career resurgence. I mean, not, yeah. we weren't seeing this when he was with the Bears. Uh, you saw flashes of it, but not consistently. And I right. think I think putting him on a good offense, you're able to see what you have in him. Yeah. Um, I mean, David Montgomery coming out of college was drawing Saquon Barkley comparisons. And sure, he hasn't lived up to that. But, I mean, this year he's been going off. Yeah, he has. Um, speaking of Saquon Barkley uh, and the Giants, um, Giants have mailed it in uh, like – <laughs> really, they've. It looks like they've given up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that also is what happens when you have Tommy DeVito at quarterback. But um, the Giants fell forty-nine to seventeen to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, DeVito wasn't really great. Uh, Fourteen twenty-seven for eighty-six passing yards, two passing touchdowns, an interception, uh, and then seven carries for forty-one yards on the ground. You know, I mean. Like we said earlier, if, you, if you're passing for under 150 yards in a game in this league, you shouldn't expect to win. Yeah, and when you even go lower than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, under 100 yards in a game is just unheard of. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Giants, they look sluggish. They look lazy. Um, they, they let Dak Prescott throw for 404 yards and four touchdowns. Hey, Rain um, Dakota's having a career resurgence. He still needs to watch out for those turnovers. But, yeah, no, he's he's been putting up some good numbers. Uh, I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks popped off. Uh, Lamb, 11 for 151 and a touchdown. Cooks for nine uh, nine catches for 173 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks kind of a breakout with the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but despite all this offensive success uh, Dallas has had lately, Pollard has continued to struggle. Um, he only had 55 yards. And that's it. It was off 15 carries yeah. against the Giants, which this is a game that everyone was like, this should be a bounce-back game for Pollard. He should absolutely eat. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of fantasy managers took Pollard in the first round. Where did I take him in this one league? I took him second round. But fortunately, I'm in a position where I have Montgomery, Eckler, and Jonathan Taylor as well. So nice. it's not hurting so much. But, yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard has been really bad. Um, the Cowboys' run game's been really bad, yeah. and they need Dak Prescott to throw the ball if they want to stay in games. 
that's the only reason, the only way their offense is scoring right now. It's just it's so shocking to me because they've traditionally always been a run first right. team, and they've always had success running the ball. And even at the end, like last year, we saw, you know, I, I know uh, Zeke was still there, but Zeke and Pollard were tearing it up. I mean, it was it was hard to stop the, that that tandem in the backfield. And now you have Pollard being outshined by Rico Dowdle. I like, think, um, I think hmm, this might be a hot take, but I think this is a top three team in the league if they still have Zeke. I, I mean, don't think Pollard's good enough to be in every down back, and he's showing it. And right, especially on the goal line. Um, I didn't watch the game, but I was watching like on the fantasy cast because I had him in the red zone, mm-hmm. and he got stuffed on like four straight attempts. Yeah, and you you add a guy like Zeke in there, you're gonna you're gonna score from the goal line eight times out of ten probably. Yeah, no, I mean the, the run game is definitely hurting. Pollard does not live up to you know his ability, but he also he was coming off uh, a pretty big injury after last year. Yeah. Um. And it's it's almost like he hasn't regained that that form that he was playing at. But uh, that's enough of talking about Dallas. I don't <laughs> I don't like to talk about Dallas too much. Uh, let's jump into our week eleven picks. Week ten records. You went ten and three. I went eight and five. Um, and we're both on the Bills tonight. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm ninety three and fifty five on the year uh, with a sixty two point eight three percent correct percentage. Um, you're 84 and 50 on the year and you're at 62.68%. Yep. Correct. So I got you by like a hair. Yeah. Literally. Big, big week for me though. Yeah. Eight and three, probably 11 and three. Yeah. Let's yep. see if I could jinx it again. We <laughs> jinxed the jets last week. We did. We yeah. Counted that one as a win. I think Denver <laughs> runs away with this. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into these picks. We got Thursday night football. Um, one of, one of the best games of the year, probably. Yeah. Uh, Cincy at Baltimore. Baltimore coming off a big loss. Mm-hmm. That is a tough loss. You you can't blow that game. And Cincy also coming off a really big loss where they blew the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is tough. I'm gonna go Cincy on the road. I'm going Baltimore at home. Uh, it scares me because T. Higgins didn't play last week because he was banged up. Yeah. Jamar Chase is banged up and still played through his injury. So you have you have two your two best weapons are pretty pretty hurt. Baltimore has one of the best uh, edge edge rusher like um, tandems in the league. Yeah. Um. I mean, th- their uh, pressure rate's been like some of the best this year. I mean, their defense is also top tier. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I just, I think they're gonna be in Joe Burrow's face all game, and I don't think Burrow's gonna do that great in pressure. Um. I think Baltimore takes it. Also. I mean, Baltimore lost to the Browns. The Browns have, you know, we, we talked about it last week. The Browns have one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Um, Cincy's defense, I don't think, is nearly as good as Cleveland's is. So, I I think Baltimore bounces back and wins this one. All right. Uh, we got Pitt at Cleveland. Staying in the division there. I'm going Cleveland. Um, just, I, yeah. I'm also going with Cleveland. Well, we talked about how we feel about Pitt earlier. Yeah. I mean, they're pretenders. Um, I think... And in Cleveland, with how good their defense is, regardless of you know how this game plays out on offense, I think this is a low-scoring game. A hundred percent. I just, I think Cleveland dominates. And I think Kenny Pickett gets embarrassed. Yeah, I, I mean we got a, a matchup of two bad quarterbacks um, in two great defenses. Yep. 
Uh, Chicago at Detroit. Uh, Detroit by a million. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Their defense got exposed a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the the Chicago offense is nowhere near as good as LA's, so... Yeah, I mean, Fields might be back for this game. Might is a big... It's a big if. Yeah. Um, but I, I think regardless, Detroit still wins. Detroit's Detroit's a really good team. Yeah. They're really high-powered offense. I, I just... I think they come out and run all over Chicago. Yeah, I totally agree. Chargers at Green Bay. Oh, I'm going to go... I want to go Chargers here. Um, It's just so tough going into Lambeau. And you know what? I'm it changing is. my pick. I'm going Green Bay here. Yeah. Really? I'm going Green Bay. Um, You know, Green Bay had a chance to win it at the end against uh, Pitt. Didn't pull it off. Green Bay's been very underwhelming this year but I think the Chargers going into Lambeau is going to be a tough environment for them I think Jordan Love does enough to get it done and yeah that's it um, I, I just want to see how um, Justin Herbert adapts to that environment see I, I <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers because I, I think for everything I've seen of Green Bay this season has just been disappointing yeah They've not lived up to expectations. Um, I think the Chargers, on paper, just have the better team overall. Um, I think they have the probably the worst coach of the two. But, um, I mean, Herbert still been slinging that thing. He They made it close against Detroit. Yeah. And Detroit's a lot better of a team than Green Bay. Um, I don't think the weather or the atmosphere is going to matter that much uh, in this game. I, I, I like the Chargers. All right. Uh, Vegas at Miami. I'm going Miami here, coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is going to be, I think they're probably getting Devon A-Chain back this week, too. Um, yeah, so they might open his practice window. Yeah, so, I mean, A-Chain, Moster, probably going to eat. Um, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, probably going to eat. Tua probably throws for, like, 740 yards <laughs> and, like, 17 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Miami's offense is just too good. And Vegas's offense, they showed it last night. They they did enough to win the game, but their offense was not good either. Yeah, I mean you're sending you're trying out Aiden O'Connell still, Officer yeah. Farva out there. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm going Miami for everything you just listed off. Yeah. Uh we got the Giants at the Commanders. Man, I so hope they just don't air this on television at all. <laughs> I'm I'm going Washington here. Uh, October's over. We don't need to see any more horror movies. Um, and this kind of in that same genre, but I'm I'm going Washington. I mean, the Giants have been bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it outright bad. Uh, in Washington, I mean, Sam Howell has been the only bright spot this year for them. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll take him at home with Howell. We got uh Dallas at Carolina. I'm gonna go Dallas by a lot. How the heck does Dallas get this easy of a schedule, man? Like. First you get the Giants, and then you follow that up with a, in Carolina. Like, come on. That's that's just not fair. Eagles have to go play the Chiefs. Come on. I'm, I'm taking Dallas. We don't even need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that game's not going to be close. Um, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Um, man, Jacksonville looked bad. They did. They got exposed by that Niners defense. So did Tennessee, though. Tennessee got destroyed by 
Tampa. Oh yeah, I know. I'm. I mean, I'm going Jacksonville here. I just have to point out how bad they were. <laughs> okay. Um, but I am going Jacksonville. They're just a better team, and they're going to bounce back. Right. Yeah. No. I. I, I definitely like uh, Jacksonville to win this game. Uh, I'm looking back. I mean, Levis again. Not a horrible performance. 19 to 39, 199 yards and a pick. Uh, I mean, they. He was sacked four times though. Uh, I mean, that, that's going to be the issue for uh, Tennessee is that that O line. I think Josh Allen has a day. Yeah, I agree. The the pass rusher Josh Allen. Um, I'm, I like Jacksonville at home. Uh, Arizona at Houston. I'm I'm on the fence with this one. I think this could be a trap game. I think Arizona could come out and win this. I think Kyler Murray, like I said, provides that spark. But it's hard to pick against Houston right now with the way CJ Stroud's been playing. Yeah, I'm riding with Houston. Um, this is my new favorite team. Uh, the Jets stink, so I'm on the Houston bandwagon. Let's go. I'm announcing it right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, I hope my my franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud, wins MVP. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Houston, I, I think it'll be a close game. Um, Kyler's going to be in his second game back, more comfortable now. Same with James Conner. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, James Conner. I'm, I'm just mainly talking about Kyler just because he hasn't played in over a year. Yeah. Um, You get more comfortable he's going to figure out a strategy going forward with, to prevent further knee injuries. Um, and I, I, I think, mm, I don't know. I, I think this is a pretty high scoring game. Um, I, I could see it being high scoring. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going Houston just cause my brain's telling me that but my guts keeps telling me Arizona. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this go either way. Yeah. Um, uh, Tampa at San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, San Fran. Yeah, I mean, big bounce back win for San Fran. They needed that bad. Yeah, yep. Against Jacksonville, I mean, Brock Purdy, huge bounce back game for him. Yep. Um, everybody big that, game from Kittle. Yep. Uh, everybody pretty much had a huge game except for McCaffrey, right? Which he broke s- the streak. Yeah, he said in his um his post game interview that they're like uh, before they even answered uh, asked him any questions, he was like, "Guys, I know I suck. I didn't score a touchdown today. <laughs> everybody scored a touchdown but me." <laughs> So, yeah, no, I mean, it, I'm going San Fran, yeah, Tampa. it's crazy that the streak broke in a game where they put up 34 points. Yeah, and it wasn't for lack of trying. They kept yeah. – there, like, there was like three or four straight goal line attempts with McCaffrey running the ball, and, and Jacksonville was just stuffing them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Jacksonville still got blown out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Tampa, yeah, they just beat Tennessee. Tampa, it depends what team you're getting, but – I don't know. Baker Mayfield under pressure isn't a great quarterback. He doesn't respond that great to pressure. Uh, and Chase San- Young's looking good. Yeah, and San Fran's going to apply a lot of that, so give me San Fran. Yeah. Um, the Jets at the Bills, who are coming off a huge win against Denver. <laughs> Bills coming off a huge win against Denver. Don't forget that. Um, don't forget that when Denver wins tonight. Um, I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I I got to go Buffalo. The, the Jets, I mean – they have no passion at all on offense. The it, offense is really bad. It's been so dull. Um, I think you guys have scored like three touchdowns in your last three games. Yeah. Um, like it's, three touchdowns total in the last three. It's time to clear house. And, and uh, all have been Brees Hall. I think Salah's going to be gone. Hackett's going to lose his job right away. Um, his play calling's been really bad. I think that's what a lot of it comes down to, too. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Your defense has been great, I feel, though. I, I would like to throw it out there right now. Zach Wilson is not the problem. 
Uh, I agree 100%. Anybody that's watched any of the Jets games this year would see that it is not a Zach Wilson problem. It is not a Zach Wilson problem. Sure, he hasn't made some of the best decisions, but he is not the reason we're losing these games. The offensive play calling is 100% mm-hmm. the reason we're losing these games. The The fact that Michael Carter is still a third down back, uh, the fact that Alan Lazard can't catch a football. Well, yeah, I mean, you have, you have nobody behind Garrett Wilson. You have Garrett Wilson yeah. and then a bunch of backups yes. pretty much. Yeah, 100%. Like, like Lazard, I mean, you know, even when Lazard was over in Green Bay, you know, that was the same excuse for Aaron Rodgers was like, Rodgers had no weapons, and he comes yeah. and he brings all the weapons he had in Green Bay over to him with the Jets. Um, but, but, I mean, you, you, you double cover Garrett Wilson, and then who, who else do you have? Nobody. Like, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, Brees has been great, but, you know, again, you can stack the box against and him. And that's what's happened. Uh, yeah, because you, you know you want to make Zach Wilson beat you. But, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I like the Bills here. Jets did almost win that game on the Hail Mary, though. Yeah, the, Tyler Conklin blocked that. I, I know. <laughs> he got in the way. He did. Uh, all right, um, moving on. Seattle at the Rams. I'm going with Seattle here. Yeah, I um I was a very on the fence this game, but the Rams always play Seattle well. They do. Is Stafford going to be playing? Either Stafford or Wentz. Oh yeah, forgot Wentz. Yeah, I mean, and but I think I think both Puganakua and Cooper Cup, you know, are both due for big games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've been quiet the last couple of weeks. I know they had a bye last week, but. Um, I just I th- I think the Rams offense is coming off the of bye especially ready to explode. Yeah, I, I think they win this game at home. All right, I could see it. Um, Sunday night football, we got Minnesota at Denver. I'm going Minnesota here. Jefferson's probably going to be back. I so hope Jefferson's back. I know, me too. I own him in a couple leagues. Um, the Dobbs to Jefferson connection. Yeah, I mean, going to be elite. The Dobbs era in Minnesota is what he's two and zero, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he came in half half a game. Or actually, no, it was more because Jaron Hall got hurt early. Yeah, yeah, he is two and zero. So I mean, and, and Dobbs has looked good in that offense. Really good. He's getting, you know, what he needs to do done. Uh, Vikings are six and four now. Yeah. I mean, the thing that this team started off one and three. They're what four? They've won what four in a row? Um, let's see. They they haven't lost without Jefferson. They've won five in a row. Yeah, five in a row. They haven't lost yeah. without Jefferson. So they started off one and four. Yep. And they've lost five in a row. I, I can't believe it. And, and I just cannot believe it. Their next games are against Denver, Chicago, and Vegas. Win, win, win. On paper, yeah. I mean, then you have Cincy, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit to finish the season. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think Minnesota has a legitimate shot at making the playoffs. <laughs> the Dobbs uh, era. Yeah, I mean, not a bad situation to be in. Yeah. But, give, yeah, give me Mini. I, I I don't think Denver's that great of a team. I agree. And um, Monday night is okay. Philadelphia at Kansas City. Yeah, we're Super kicking off the week with a great game and ending it with a great game. Yeah. Super Bowl rematch. Um, KC gets them again. I could see it. I mean, I, 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 I think I, this is going to be it, – it's going to come down to a score. Um, this game is going to be really good. I, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I was just about to say that um, Kansas City's defense has been sneaky good this yeah. year. Yep. And I mean Philly, obviously they have a, a pretty solid defense. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, 
a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think winner wins by a field goal. I was just going to say that as well. Um, I, by, I can't pick against my boys here. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> ever since February, they've had all this build-up and pent-up aggression from losing and losing in a, the worst way possible to Kansas City. Um, you're going to unleash all that anger out on them in this game, and you're going to win. And Jalen Hurts is a statement game for him. I can see it. All right, moving on. We got the waiver wire watch. Well, oh, we didn't mention the buys. Yeah, the buys um, for Week Eleven are uh, Atlanta, Indianapolis, New England, and New Orleans. Just not missing much there. Yeah. No. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, now it's time for the waiver wire watch. I'm yes. going to kick it off with Noah Brown. Um, we touched on him real quick, but he's got back-to-back games with at least six catches and 150 yards. He added a touchdown, not this past game, but the week uh, week before. He's quickly becoming Stroud's one of Stroud's favorite targets and he's been lighting up the stat sheet. Um, be a little cautious because Nico Collins should be back this week, but Brown's carving out a role in this offense, and, I mean, you add him with Nico Collins and Tank Dell, who we already talked about with Dalton Schultz, you got some targets there. He's only rostered in 36% of sleeper leagues, and he's probably going to be a high-priority waiver add in most leagues this week. Yeah, and it seems like with, with Stroud at helm, it's a everybody-eats mentality. Yeah, where like 100%. You know, it, it's not like he's just going to feed it to one guy. Kind of like how Burrow can get with Chase. It's it's gonna be he's gonna spread it out all over the field. Yeah, like kind of how like how Rogers yeah. was in Green Bay. Yep. Um. Yeah. No, I I think Brown is definitely a priority pickup. Uh. So is Devin Singletary. Um. Singletary stepped up huge in the absence of Damian Pierce with thirty carries, one hundred fifty yards, and a touchdown this past week. Uh, Pierce's status is in question yet again this week. Um, it's a favorable matchup against Arizona, so even if he does play, Singletary should have another chance to make big plays happen. Um, and he's only rostered in 54% of sleeper leagues. So, Yep. Next guy. Um, this one's going to be an interesting one. I think he has another big game this week. Jalen Guyton. Um, he made his season debut this week, brought in four of his six targets for 41 yards and a score. With Mike Williams and Josh Palmer both on IR, somebody else needs to meet a step up and make plays outside of Keenan Allen. It, here's a, uh, it's it's not going to be Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Johnston um, needs a little more time to develop. Yeah, um, Guyton's rostered in zero percent of sleeper leagues, and <laughs> he could be an intriguing flex play if you're managing bye weeks or injuries. Um, listen, that that team's going to throw the ball. Um, they throw the ball a lot, and Jalen Guyton's a guy that he's he's pretty comfortable with uh, Justin Herbert, so I I think he's going to make some plays. Yeah, I feel like every year there's one or two games where Jalen Guyton comes yep. out and has, like, you know, a 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and the last guy this week on the waiver wire watch is Brandon Cooks. Uh, Cooks has been very up and down the last couple of weeks, but he's coming off a game where he had nine catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. The Dells run game has been very, very bad this season, as we mentioned earlier, and they have been heavily relying on Dak to throw the ball. So Cooks should definitely play a role um, moving forward on fantasy rosters. Um, he's only rostered in 48% of sleeper leagues, so about half. Um, there's a good chance he's still available for you to snag off waivers. Yeah, big Brandon Cooks guy for the rest of this season. Yeah, I mean, well, because CeeDee Lamb, I mean, it, it's him and then everybody else. Gallup hasn't done yeah, a lot. Gallup hasn't done much. And CeeDee Lamb, teams are eventually going to start, you know, double covering him. Yeah. So, it, it's... You know, been uh, you know, Brandon Cooks has been in the works. You know, yeah, it, it's they uh, he was going to break out. 
that'll wrap it up for this week. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this week of football. Um, check us out on all social media platforms. We're at Icepath Sports on Instagram and TikTok. I Icepath Pod on Twitter slash X. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the Icepath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, stay cool. cool.